I think we're just going to go ahead and get right into this one. Um, we finally came up with a name uh, just recently. <laughs> um, so we're going to go with Pursuing Conversation. Um, we wanted to find something that was a little bit open-ended and something that we didn't really feel like pigeonholed us too much, but also represented what we um, wanted to embody with this podcast. So Pursuing Conversation is what we came up with after the hundreds and hundreds of names that we threw out there. So I think we're pretty happy with that one. And with that, we're going to now be able to start posting to Apple Music and uh, Spotify so you can see our podcasts there and listen to them without the video of us. Um, so yeah, with this one, I think we're just going to go ahead and, and jump right into it. It's something that I kind of touched on on the uh, the first podcast in terms of different ideas we wanted to uh, talk about and and discuss. So with that, we're going to talk about today um, the social dilemma. So um, for those of you who don't know what the social d- dilemma is, I'd probably strongly recommend watching that um, so that way you can kind of follow along um, with our podcast or you can kind of just get what um, the gist of it is with what we are going to be discussing today. Um, so I think you'll pick up on it pretty pretty well but um either way whether you watch it before whether you watch it after i would strongly recommend just watching it at some point so um it was something that i kind of got um on right when it first came out and then christopher watched it recently Mm -hmm. and he um definitely took to it because it's something that although um i'm the one in the tech industry um we're all using technology so it's kind of something we can all um understand and relate to at some point because we're all on social media. We're all on our smartphones, smart devices, all that sort of stuff. So um, basically we're going to just kind of discuss what it is, the social dilemma, and then as well um, talk about different things that we think about it as well as um, some insight in terms of what you can do to kind of protect yourself against this, this sort of stuff and uh, get past the norm of using social media. So, uh, with that being said, what I guess are your, let's first, I guess, talk about yeah, what the social kind of lay out. If yeah. you haven't seen it yet, we kind of got to explain yeah. what, what, it what yeah. is pretty mm-hmm. much. So, um, basically the social dilemma is, is it's talking about in particularly Facebook, but there was different companies in there, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest, um, Gmail, all of these different big tech companies, pretty much um, how they work in terms of their algorithms and their purpose for why they're there. Um, they, how they make money. Yeah. yeah. How they make, how they monetize it. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's all free. So how does a free platform make money? Obviously, everybody knows you see ads all over the place on websites, on social media. You're scrolling through a video, an ad will pop up. When you're watching a video, it will pop up in the middle of the advert in the middle of the video, and advertisement will pop up. So, obviously, they're getting paid through advertising. But how do they use um, advertisements, and how do advertisements um, predict if they'll be successful or not on these programs or on these platforms? So, um, basically, what so the social dilemma is is giving um, insight based off of people that have worked in the industry, big people in the industry, um, that have 
worked with Google, Instagram, Facebook. They've been the developers of these algorithms, these programs, these platforms, and just how their thought process was with when they created it to kind of how it's become now. Um, so we have a, a few different things in terms of, you know, notes and um, questions regarding the social dilemma. So the biggest thing is how advertisers um, use the data that Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat all mm -hmm. get. Um, a lot of people think that Facebook, all these companies are selling our data. In reality, that's not really what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, what they're doing with that data is they're using AI, which stands for artificial intelligence. Um, people a lot of times think artificial intelligence is like the Terminator or like robots. And yeah. Stuff. No, it's robots. algorithms. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's basically code that is made to you feed the code, a bunch of data, a bunch of different um, variables and labels. And it's mathematical equations, algorithms that take that process it and figure out what the outcome will be. So yeah. um, everything that you're on 24 seven is being monitored. So like the websites you click, the images you look at for how long you're looking at those images, the videos that you interact with the most, leave feedback on, leave comments on, um, all those different things they're taking into account. And it's basically the algorithm itself is taking in that data and m figuring out what the outcome of it will be. Yeah, it's, it's monitoring tendencies and to predict like future outcomes. Correct. Yeah. And so it's not like, you know, a lot of code, the difference between normal code and AI is normal code kind of has if then statements to basically, if this happens, then this is going to happen. Or um, when this happens, then this will happen um, kind of thing. Whereas AI is more open-ended. So it's going to make its own predictions based off of its input. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of people think that your data is what's being sold, but in all reality, the data isn't what's being sold. What's being sold are predictions. So all these companies, their biggest goal, their biggest, what they're out to do is figure out who can make the best model of your, of you, um, and sell the predictions that will actually turn profit for these other companies. So with Facebook, we're not the customers, we're the product. Our attention, our um, input, all of, basically the amount of time we spend on this app is the product. Um, the customers are the advertisers. Mm -hmm. So um, with that being said, that's the gist of it. And we'll go into different details with that. But um, as a, I don't even know if we're like classified as Gen Z or millennial. I don't like to classify. We're on that kind of cusp of the, of yeah, those years, yeah. 96 to 2000 is, yeah. So as whatever generation you want to classify yourself as, what um, do you think about when you're on these social media platforms? Like after watching that, like what kind of feelings do you get um, when you're thinking about how much time you really spend on these applications and do you see it as a, as a problem? Well, yeah, after I watched it the first time, because I've watched it twice now, um, it, it makes sense. Like, you're not surprised 
by the fact that their goal is to keep you as you know involved and engaged and always on your phone always checking um refreshing as much as possible because obviously that's how they make money the longer that you're on your phone the more revenue they're making through ads so um again like the the most simple version of you know their um process to make money for me is essentially the, the longer that you're on your phone the better model that they have to predict what you engage with what you tend to view and how if you view it for the longest and that's obviously different person to person like what i look at um, what keeps me engaged is going to be the same as what keeps you engaged and mm -hmm. if my phone and the sites that i use can learn how to identify me specifically and keep me involved then they're making a lot more money off of me if i'm on my phone 10 hours a day versus two hours a day yeah um so that's kind of that battle between different social media companies and, and tech companies to to find the best program, the best AI, the best algorithm to figure out person to person basis. If they can learn that, then you know they're winning. Yeah. Um, which it's something that you, I you you think about because I mean every week I see my weekly hours on my phone. Yep. Every Sunday. Like every yeah every Sunday you see that uh, if you're down a certain amount of percent if you're up. <clears throat> and so I think people are aware, but when you watch a, a documentary like that, it kind of puts into perspective um, how much influence that has, you know, on what, on how many, and how many branches of issues that you see nowadays because of it. And it's not just, oh, it's capitalism. It's, they can make as much as money as they want. It doesn't matter. It's almost like you have a responsibility to, to make sure what you're seeing is legitimate and you're almost... <clears throat> like you said earlier, you're um, selling futures. Like if you can sway me a certain way subconsciously without me understanding it, you have so much more power than just keeping me engaged on a stupid app that I really doesn't make much difference. Yeah. So I think <clears throat> personally that's what affected me the most. <clears throat> so it after watching it the second time, I kind of got a little bit more into um, who each person was. Like you had the, I think – like it was the vice president of Pinterest on there. Um, someone who used to work with face work on Facebook was like the main guy. Um, and kind of why they're so passionate about what they're doing, because I mean, you watch the film and you realize that none of the major tech, like VPs, the people on the, on like the, the main guys up there um, on the chairs or whatever, they, they don't let their own kids use social media. Like they, they're like, no, or it's, it's, it's something that you need to stay away from, and that's something that I feel like a lot of parents and and we're at that age. How you mentioned like millennials and and our generation is the first generation generation. And they mentioned in the film that um, got social media when they were in middle school. Yeah, on smartphones. Yeah, yeah. Which you and I like, we still had like we didn't get smartphones until high school, and then I, don't, I didn't get on social media until high school also. So I think our childhood kind of showed us like growing up without it. And nowadays, you like our younger sister and, and people being born, like now you, it's, it's almost like they're given a tablet at five years old just so they just can... Just to shut up. Just to sh yeah, and just to get them in. And we see that and we're like, that's ridiculous. Like we didn't have that back then. Like you can do something better with your time. Yeah. Um, so we're almost that like last part of the generation that, you know, we, we grew with the different um, operating systems. Like we knew how, we know how much better it is than when it started because we were the ones that had to help our parents figure it out because yeah. you know um 
so so we know how dumbed down it used to be and how disconnected it was and how it really didn't play a part in your day-to-day life as much as it does now yeah, it, you know we see both sides of the coin and i think that that's an important generation to be a part of to kind of like relay like why this is turning into something so bad when it shouldn't be so like that's interesting you say that because part of the show was so the main person that's the whole purpose of the show is to shed light on things so like you were actually i was hearing the video you were watching a little bit before this and it was how do you deter um people from like how do you solve this problem of how do you get people to actually see that you know it's an issue that you don't want to be a part of. Um, and so he brought up the point of big tobacco and how you show all these different ads and people aren't saying don't like being told what to do in terms of don't smoke, don't use tobacco products at all. And people don't like being told what to do, but what they saw that worked is showing that you're being manipulated because people don't want to be manipulated. People want to feel like they have a choice and so when they're feeling like, oh, well, I don't want to be manipulated, that works rather than being told, oh, well, you can't you tell need, me not to do yeah, that you thing. you need to delete all your social yeah. media and everything. Yeah. So um, with that, how the generations are like broken up is in the video, that same guy that was saying that's the main guy kind of trying to show like, hey, you guys are being manipulated. He was also... Um, at a conference, he goes to all these conferences and talks about it um, and tries to shed light on it. And in one of these conferences, he was at this table with this one person and um, this person brought up the point of, this is just the next in the long line of things that have been taking our attention and um, advertising basically. It's just like the next version of advertising. Um, You know, you had the newspaper, you have TV, you have radio, all these different things. And everybody thought that it was always going to be the same thing. But um, he's basically saying, like, the main difference is the, like, how vast and large the processing power is for all of these supercomputers to do all these things. It's basically overstimulating and there has been no like how fast it's happened basically like how fast the growth has happened from 1990s like well back then like 1950s to the 2000s to now like how fast that change has happened whereas you compare it to a different industry like cars in the video they were saying like cars have maybe doubled in in speed from the last x amount of time this is like the numbers were like ridiculous in terms of how quickly it has gone up in terms of the stimulation of advertising and the processing power of all these different computers. Um, so it's interesting you bring up like the difference in things. Cause like with me, you know, I have almost this eight year gap between me and my little, and our little sister in terms of she's six, seven, 16, 16, 16. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Nate. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, junior year of high school and she is constantly like like i don't personally have snap streaks these kids now and it's only a eight year max difference like a little less than eight year difference between me and her like if you miss a snap, a snap streak it's like life or death yeah like you guys don't understand like i've met people who have had snap streaks and if they break they will email snapchat to try to get those snap streaks back like it's it's almost it's 
it's literally like it will change your entire demeanor based on just a streak. Like a day is ruined because there is not a little emoji and a number by this person. But you also have to like think about how there's no conversation happening. No, it's just a screenshot of like a black screen with an S. I'm like, Nancy, what's the point of that? And I think that that's an example of how they mentioned in the film, um, like inclusivity. Like you feel after the, after the, the, um, documentary was over, they kind of mentioned, we, we understand that you're probably not going to go delete your, all your social media, but their goal by making it was to start a conversation. Um, literally just to have like parents families come together and and figure out how to best go about it because you have to understand that you are being manipulated like they're the literally every time you pick up your phone it's learning more about you it's learning more about your tendencies and you are a product it's in, in the eyes of the apps that you use yeah and especially how detrimental it can be to specifically people Nancy's age, like like young girls, their the way like, they suicide look. rates, um, like self harm has skyrocketed since I think it was two thousand five is what they said. Yeah, in the film when social media started, because you're always comparing yourself to somebody else, and that's a instinctual human behavior. But we didn't have it on a scale like we do now no. back then. Yeah, you know, um, like you're there was a there was a guy who spoke in the film, and it was probably one of the, the most significant parts to me where he was like, admit it that every time you post something and you see and you get all these likes, you might get a certain amount, but the the engagement that you get, if it's negative, you just feel more empty than before. Yeah. Like like you're you're fighting for attention, you're um you're you're Wanting almost like approval. you're yes, like you're you're begging for approval almost and, and it's so like at a molecular level, like your, your brain releases dopamine to, uh, almost to an extent of the same like extent of when you drink alcohol. Yeah. And obviously there's a drinking age, but there's no age to get on social media. You, well, there's like, I know that social media platforms will say like, are you 13? And all you have to do but is no just one, yeah, no one, has to go to the, it's, it's not a regulated thing. And, and it's so like, it'll, it'll drastically change your behavior. And it's already, already been proven that based on like suicide rates yeah. and, and there's statistics to back like, all of these things. And yeah. that's the thing with what you were saying is so with this show is like, they were having these speakers basically being interviewed of all these different employees for all these companies. But then there was like this almost like backstory to a, um, almost like a movie family. like, yeah, just like a family yeah. like fo- following like an example of, of what's going on and how in a severe family, how, it, how yeah, it affects a family. Yeah. And so like, there's, you know, the younger age, which is like the, this little girl, and then you know, a uh, high school, high school age kid, kid. maybe college girl, maybe around that same yeah. age, like and then the parents. teens, yeah. And the parents. So it's basically representing how each. So like, I could see it in my family. Like, it's basically hitting like the attention of families because this is all who it's going to affect is all these families, and then um, how those families affect their communities and their role they play in these communities. And so like with the little girl story, like each person had their own kind of like side story um, in the family and it like honed in on how it's affecting the girl, how it's affecting the, the guy who's in high school, how it's affecting the college age girl, all this sort of stuff. And so like with the little girl, um, she posts this picture and she, you see her, she's on Snapchat and she's adding these filters. And in the show they said, there's literally people who are wanting to go get surgeries to look like, they're Snapchat filters because you can throw a filter on 
It'll remove all your wrinkles, all your blemishes, all yeah, this stuff. Anything, yeah. And you can post it and feel all cute and or good looking, handsome, whatever. And so she's doing this and you see her, she posts it without the, she like takes it without the filter. She's not liking it. She closes it. She takes another photo and it's her with makeup on. She throws makeup on. She throws some lipstick on. She throws um, this like face corrector. So it smooths out all her skin and she posts it. She's happy with it. She's getting this good feedback. Good. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. So cute. And then all of a sudden there's one of, why your ears so big with like a picture of like an elephant with big ears. Yeah. And then she goes and then the next one's positive, positive, positive. She's immediate covering up her ears yeah, with the hair. hair. Yeah. yeah. Goes to the bathroom, yeah. looking in the mirror at her ears and it's just affecting all this positive feedback, right? All these good comments, all her friends, like you look good, but that one comment of pointing out something that she might have already had like insecurity with, now she's just devastated based off of that one person's feedback. Yeah, and that's all she's going to think about. That's all she cares about. Like any any of the the positive reinforcement doesn't matter as much as what you see about the, the negative. And it is like, I don't want to say it's dangerous, but it's, you know, statistically proven to be, you know, affecting society and especially that age, that demographic horribly. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's it was eye opening because you rec and the, the, you were mentioned the family di- dynamic, and it's almost like you you should recognize that it was it was very hyperbolic like they they emphasized a lot like the they had a scene where they uh, had dinner and the mom had found something I think it was on Shark Tank it was like a cookie jar that like locks that they actually had at the house the, already yeah yeah so she put all the phones in there and locked them up and so at dinner that they no one could. Um, use their phone and you almost relate to the kids like there there was a notification that went off in the jar and the guy was like can I just go see who it is yeah because you hear that and you you instinctively you're you know like your brain like releases dopamine you're expecting like some sort of um like who someone texts me did I get a notification for for this for that like you're excited you can't help it but you're excited so he, he he wanted um, it's very similar to the way that you pull a lever at the slot ma- uh, slot machine at a casino. You know, you you pull it and you just wait for something good to happen. It's the exact same thing when you pull down um, your email your or news your feed. news feed or something. Like one of the guys mentioned that um, technology doesn't need to have that little refresh thing. Like it, like you, it doesn't need to wait. Like we've we're far enough to like it could automatically fresh refresh and you wouldn't have to do that action of pulling it down and waiting but people who literally work for like casinos and and in industry where the goal is to almost like addict you to something via technology it's that psychological that psychological yeah side of it and you don't even think about it Mm -hmm. it's just it's just oh that's how it works um yeah you you see yourself in that family because the guy wanted to go see his phone. The girl literally got up and like broke Took the a machine, hammer out. which, which I was like, I was like, I wish, I <laughs> wish when I have yeah, kids, I wish I they would. But like, that's why I'm saying it's, it's so hyperbolic, but still like you, you almost aren't surprised by it. No, you know, like you're like, Oh, she just, you know, like people need their phone that bad. And they call it a digital pacifier in the movie, which you never think about it. But like, imagine every time that you're in an awkward situation, you just whip your phone out and like stare at it and hope that, you know, it's, it, that, it's like, literally like that comfort. blanket of comfort yeah. that you have. And I think that in the in the documentary, they kind of focus more on social media and how that plays a role. But like 
because they mentioned like they didn't they didn't say anything about changing your phone habits like going back down to a basic non-smartphone yeah um because a smartphone and, and they talk about it a lot it's it's an amazing piece of technology Correct. like it's so cool that we can go and, and find anything that we didn't know before um and do all these cool things to keep us connected but it's so much of it is is so bad for us and we don't realize it correct so i think that the biggest and the, the point of the film because i was i was telling people about it i've been talking they're like well like what is it, are you just going to go delete all your social media and i'm like i don't think their goal is to just to tell everybody because they almost said you can't put the genie back in the bottle correct you can't just do a hard cut off of the you can't shut down a billion dollar industry it's yeah. just not going to happen um but you can have people have conversation about how this is actually affecting you because i promise you that it is especially if you have kids and that's why every time i see and i don't know if this is a reaction to people like in their later 20s or their 30s or just having kids i could never let my kid just have a ipad at five years old just to like stare at it and, and just just so they can do just so they, i don't have to yeah watch just it. so i can have my own time we see that all the time i see that I, when i was working at outback that kids would literally just stare at it they wouldn't order anything they wouldn't talk they wouldn't even look up they'd just be staring at this device and it just makes you sick to your stomach because it's not their fault they're like they and they made a point again like they can't wake up from the matrix if they don't know they're in the matrix yeah they they don't know a society that doesn't have just a screen like they they, they don't know a, a world without it yeah i made a tweet a while ago about how i it sucks that kids in the future generations aren't going to know what it's like to um play like capture the flag until the lights come up like the street lights come on yeah. or, or ride around the bike uh, right around the, the neighborhood with, uh, on their bikes with their friends and it's it's sad because that's what we did. Yeah. I mean, we we were just on the other end of, you know, getting technology and stuff like yeah. that. But because I remember having it, it was just a matter of like, it wasn't as convenient as as it yeah. is now. No one, not everybody was on it, so you you weren't excluded if you didn't have it. And now it's you're you're so out of touch if you don't have social media. It's like that's where everybody's doing their interactions now. They're not doing their interactions in the circle in your neighborhood. They're not doing it in school outside after, after school or anything like that. Like it's, it's just not the case. So I understand being not wanting to be so excluded from everything, but I do think that having that conversation of like, is this, is this the best place for us to have good, positive interactions with people? Cause you mentioned, um, the negative comments that you see on social yeah. media and stuff like that. It, it's, even, I mean, not saying that I don't think people just got worse. I think people got an outlet to just say things and have no consequences for it. Yeah. And that's, you know, like if you're not going to go to school and have that same issue, no one's going to come up to you and make fun of your ears to your face. Like, it's just not going to be. It's or it's not going to be as thing. easy or yeah, as often. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. You're not going to see it all the time every time you open your phone, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, there's there's definitely something that has to be done about it it's not so the thing is is what i think the ultimate um answer to all this is is that it's not a tool for evil like when they opened it it was like all this stuff wasn't originally made to be um negative mm -hmm. and the sole purpose of it isn't to be negative like mark zuckerberg made facebook to connect families and friends to each other so they can always stay in touch with each other um but and then like the like button, for instance, on Facebook, he, the one of the inventors, co-inventors of that button was like, we didn't make this 
to make people feel bad because they didn't get enough likes. They made it to be a tool of encouragement and positivity. So like you said, you can't put the genie back in the bottle when it's happened. So like Facebook has talked about, or Instagram has actually talked about moving likes completely. And like everyone's like, is that really going to happen? And people were like saying it was actually going to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. And it's like, how can you? Because then you have the people that actually thrive off that actually like, are influencers and have all these followers like they would be devastated if they didn't get those likes which i feel like that's the problem it's the people oh, that a, like that's a huge problem. when you f- find yourself worth in a number next to a heart on a social media platform it's sad and it's how do you put the genie back in the bottle after that and i don't feel like there's a really good answer to that um but with the social dilemma it all comes down to number one, understanding what's happening behind the scenes. Um, So they actually have teams dedicated to um, mind hacking. So like, how can they hack the like thoughts and the hardwired responses we have as humans to engage us further in, um, this application that we're using. And so there's a few things that they brought up was um, photo tagging. If you see a notification on your phone that says so-and-so tagged you, it could be anybody. You're immediately going to open that notification quicker and immediate instead of a notification like, okay, um, I'm trying to think of something less urgent than that. Your bill came in or something. Yeah. Yeah, Like something like, like, you know, just an, update or something Uh, for your phone like yeah something simple like that sort of notification is going to immediately get you on that phone so like Mm -hmm. photo tagging was a huge one for them um and now they have a bunch of different stuff off of like who you follow and like who you interact with the most of like so and so posted a new story like that that notification i didn't set on purpose Mm -hmm. they just immediately were able to realize with their ai this person interacts with you a lot this, this is a friend of yours that you are more engaged with than this friend. And so like that is going to notify you of this person created a new story. I want to see what my really good friend is up to. It can be based on your location. Yeah. You can figure out if you're in the same area as, as that as other person. Else. Yeah. yeah. So within this is they basically the biggest um, scene and stage they had set was imagine a voodoo doll of yourself floating in front of all these screens and then three people which stand for growth um advertising and um what was the last one engagement those three ai systems basically talking to each other and saying oh well the voodoo doll of you is so like for me like oh thomas is near um this person let's hit him with a push notification of this person created a new story or whatever and then they get on, oh, we got them, we got them on, we got them online, we're, we're go. And then the other two AI systems are like, okay, how can we get them engaged? Let's auto-populate um, recent uh, stickers or emojis that he used. And so that way he can engage and leave a like or comment, and then um, they can leave a like or comment, and they can keep going and keep them t- their attention. And then they're like, okay, let's send a picture of this person to the top of their newsfeed. And then once they're on that picture, when they swipe right or swipe up, um, we'll hit them with an advertisement on this ne- before this next video plays. Let's see what kind of videos are um, the most engaged with with Thomas. So with all of that, 
basically what they related it to was like if me and you were to both get on Wikipedia, we're both going to see the same definition of whatever we're searching, right? It's going to be the same answer, the same everything. But on your news feed, if I were to go on your news feed and we have the same friends, but we all engage with them differently and we all um, look and like basically, yeah, engage with them, leaving likes, leaving comments, looking at photos, looking at videos of these people, our news feeds are going to look different based off of what I do, what my interests are, what my um, routine is on this application. It's going to look different from yours. The order of things are going to look different. The videos I see are going to look different. And so with that comes the big thing of politics, controversial issues, all this sort of stuff. And that's why like people get so divided and it's not based off of something that I believe Facebook or any of these platforms did intentionally to purposely divide us. It's based off of this person's really interested in this and I know I can get them to, to keep looking if I give them this video because this is what they're interested in. That's all. It's, that's what their main purpose is with it. But based off of that comes very, very separated viewpoints and controversial issues and um, just division, which is a huge negative um, with all of this. So politically, um, ideas, all these different things that people feel really, really strongly about can become that more divisive based off of the information they're getting because there's loads and loads and loads of videos that Facebook has and they know what these videos are, but they're not going to show somebody who is a Democrat a video supporting Democrats. They're going to show somebody who's a Democrat a video opposing Republicans based off of all these things that yeah. are wrong with Republicans. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's a good point to hit. Um, I, I kind of wanted to hit this this section pretty hard just because you see it so much and it's it's such a it's so prevalent especially this year you can you can you know that's um very obvious that you know a lot of division right now um and i think you just have to understand that the things that you're seeing all the time that's reinforcing the the things that you believe i'm right <laughs> yeah you it's you can't expect someone on the other side to see those same things and you have to expect them to see something that they believe in that that's reinforcing what they believe just as much as you are. Yeah. And I think that that's why this documentary is so important because it's not that we're, our viewpoints are becoming completely opposite. You know, like it's, it, that's just not, that's not the case. You know, d Democrats are still Democrats. Republicans are still Republicans for the vast majority of people who are decent and, you know, et cetera. I'm not talking about the outliers of the, you know, um, lacking morals and stuff like that on the, on either side. I'm talking about just your average Democrat, your average Republican. You're in what's going to get you in to engage is something that's going to like get you upset. It's going to that's going to get you um like irritated. It's not going to be something that's just boring. That's mild. That's that's, you know, like lackluster. It's not going to be anything like that. It has to be like almost that. like shocking. Yeah, it has to it that's that's the goal. That's what you're being fed. And you have to understand that and look at it as this is manipulative. Like I need, I need to understand that. Um, do a fact check. Yeah. And do no, a no fact that's, check. that's a, that's what I was just going to talk about is we can't make any progress until we can agree that a fact is a fact. Like you get to the point and I know that, you know, you're seeing it all over politics now is, is everybody wants to say the, the, the term fake news, but you have to understand 
that you can't just see something on social media. Believe it. And believe that one thing. And if you hear anything that's opposing it, just immediately spew fake news and say, oh, I can't believe that it's on social media. When you're... Sources. And, and, and believe, and like, I don't want to make, because I know people do this. And, yes. I, and I know that like, even I have tendencies to do this sometimes. So don't take offense to it is what I'm saying. Like, you have to understand that fact is fact. You can't go into a situation and just because you're seeing something a lot and that's reinforcing what you're believing on social media, especially on social media, because you can find anything on social media that's going to reinforce what you believe no matter what. You Like, there's a reason that people believe that the earth is flat Seriously. because they see so much of it on the internet. It's not, people aren't, I, I don't want to believe that people are just, so dumb yeah, that so it, that ignorant it, yeah so ignorant that they just that they and earth you could is just, flat. yeah it's honestly that they're being fed something and it's it's um what's the word it's it's so almost like it's it's persuasive and it almost gets you to believe that it, it gets you to believe that it's true it's yeah. not the, it's not just a you know like oh I, I heard the other day that the earth was flat i saw it on like just one post on on twitter it's, it's multiple it's, there's, posts there's tons repeated of over and over yeah. again and in the video, they literally said fake news is more engaging and spreads easier than something that's something true, that's true. Because Absolutely. people yeah. already know that. Like people yeah. are, but where if it's fake, and yeah. obviously, you know, not everything you see is fake. You yeah. have to do that extra Google search, that extra fact check to mm -hmm. make sure that what you're seeing, what you're believing, is like, is this really true? And so, like the exact, like they had a perfect, perfect example of what this is. Um, in the video and that was Pizzagate. So mm -hmm. for anybody who doesn't know Pizzagate, basically it was um, a conspiracy that this pizza shop was getting calls and asking like, what do you want? And selling children, like sex trafficked yeah, children. It was a, it was a human trafficking yeah. ring, like disguised as like, I'm a calling pizza, for, pizza. for pizza. Yeah, But yeah. so like, can I get a pizza? And it's really like a person, a, person, a child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, it was this huge conspiracy and the way what ended up happening was somebody actually came to that pizza shop with a gun mm -hmm. trying to figure out where these kids were hiding in this basement. Yeah. Number one, there was no basement. No. Number two, it wasn't a real thing. And the reason that that person was there was because they are getting these, these algorithms are feeding them things like, okay, they're anti-vaxxer or they're this or they're that. Mm -hmm. um, and they're more likely to, to believe in believe conspiracies. This. Yeah, absolutely. If you, yeah. If you follow things on social media, that's, conspiracy theory based they're going to keep feeding you more and more of it especially like this guy in the pizza gate and the thing about him is obviously he had no like you know he was he was just gullible is essentially yeah. what, what he had a good there, intention you know, a to good go intention. out there like and he, save he people saw something's going like going on that's horrible like i need to do something about it but you have to understand that so much of what you're seeing on social media is is false and it's so hard because i even was talking to my roommate about it and he was like, well, yeah, software got, has gotten so good that it's it's almost believable. Like they, they make it to the point of you can Photoshop things, you can you can make things look legitimate. Mm -hmm. and that's why I think you have to have like empathy, and you have to go into situations with the open mind and like, does this make sense? Like, does this logically make sense for this to to be the case? And if you're only getting it from social media, try somewhere else. Like, you can find sources that is not just your Twitter feed or your, your Facebook feed, especially Facebook. That's all. I don't even go on the app because that's all I see now is, is just stuff. That's just, I, I know is, is just propaganda. Yeah. It's just, it's just horrible. And I, I think that people do have good intention a lot of the time to, you know, do the right thing and believe a certain, certain thing. And 
but you have like you what you're seeing on social media is not what you're seeing what everybody else is seeing like you can't everybody's just, feeds yeah, you can't are assume, different yeah you can't assume that you know why are these people so dumb why are they not seeing this? Yeah, it's because they're like, not. They're seeing not. It. They're, you have to understand. Like it's. It's just. There's a reason for that because they're not going to engage in it like you do. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep getting fed the things that you agree with. So, personally, like I, I look at videos of um, argument debates on both sides of the political sp spectrum, and so I, I. And when I do that, I can see that my feed is becoming more verse. I see like an argument for Republican side and Democrat side. side. Yes. So don't be, I feel like don't be afraid to do that because first off, you're just making yourself, um, either you have you know, a viewpoint that's, that's on the left side or the right side and you look at the right side viewpoint of it. And even though you might not agree with what the people are saying, you can understand better why they think the things yes. that they think. Yes. And even like, don't let that make you just furious because you know, this, you have to, you have to understand like you have, like there's a reason that they think that. And the better that you understand the reason they think that may solidify your viewpoint even more, or it could give you, you know, honestly, it could give you a reason to, um, sway a little bit to understand, to have empathy for that side. And there's, there's a reason for it. So and, I want to capitalize on that point real quick. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to look right into the camera when I say this, you are feeding into these algorithms. When you literally make a post that says, if you believe this or you think this delete me, so what he's saying right now is if you have a point and you think a certain way and you have a friend that doesn't and you tell them to delete you or you notice that they already are thinking differently than you and you go ahead and delete them, your feed is only going to get more and more full mm -hmm. of things that you believe, not saying the other side. And all that's going to do is create more diversity and make it way harder to actually interact and have an open mind to anything or anybody. I understand that everybody has their viewpoints on certain Absolutely, things, yeah. but at the end of the day, if all you're doing is feeding into these algorithms by literally telling them, I don't want to see anything <laughs> that has to do with anything I don't think or believe, all you're doing is making it easier for them to dive, to divide us, which again, isn't their intent, it's just their intent is to make money mm. by engaging us with things that we like to see. So if you don't like seeing something, that's not something you believe in, so too bad, you really have to get yourself to, basically all it's doing is making you have an open mind. Mm. Like have an open mind to things because if you're closing your mind, these algorithms are going to literally attack even harder on those things that you're closed-minded about to show you more and more of what you want to see. Yeah. So it's, at the end of the day, not your data being sold, it's how can they get you to interact with their app more? How can they make you grow their app more by inviting more people? How can they make you engage? And how can they make money off of selling you specific ads? Like everybody thinks, like everybody knows at this point, if you go and search for like I'm looking like looking at beds or mattresses or mm. um, bed frames. Like I'm going to see all these different ads for all these different companies yeah. on my feed. But then if I go and I switch it, everyone has realized that by now. But that's not necessarily the problem in my eyes. Like, yeah, I would actually like to see things that I'm interested in. Yeah, I if get I'm shopping that. around for yeah. something like sure might may as well help me out. Yeah. But they're shopping for like our attention. Correct. And that's when it becomes a whole different ball game. Yes. Everybody's walking. Basically, they related it to. Everybody's becoming um, Franken, like these apps are just walking Frankensteins and they're controlling themselves, which is true. They're meant to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the day, their purpose isn't really to hurt anybody. It's just 
you have to understand why it's turning into something negative to mm-hmm. help solve the situation because yeah. I don't personally have a problem with Facebook taking my information and showing me stuff that I care about because I want to have convenience. I don't want to, you know, necessarily if I am into, let's say, mountain biking and then I see a video for underwater basket weaving, like I'm not going to watch that video and I don't, yeah. per- don't personally want to watch that yeah. video. But at the same time, certain things that become controversial, you have to understand why the world has become so divided and it Mm. is genuinely in my opinion because of social media and what you see every time you open your phone and it's just right now us taking the time as well as as this video um the social dilemma taking the time to show you and hopefully open people's eyes as to it's not just your data being sold it's not just don't sell my data and i'm okay it's how this all works and everything that goes on behind the scenes so yeah yeah, it's in my eyes after watching it um, the first two times. It's you know your America is built on capitalism, so it's surveillance you capitalism. Just, you just you just see these companies making so much money, and it's you know you're not paying for it. You don't have to use it. There's 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 nothing forcing you to get involved in in this that could yeah. definitely affect your mental health and your relationships and and so much of your life, your your future almost. Um, and I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the the point of tech companies doing this, and it's not. It's it's money, but the biggest side effect is all this stuff that we have to deal with now for future generations to come. Like, there's so many negative aspects of it um, that it's almost like the goal of the people who make this film um, is to force tech companies to be responsible because they have so much influence, and it's it's almost ridiculous how much power that 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 actually is so definitely if you haven't watched it i'd say go and watch it it's 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 only like an hour and a half so take a look let us know what you think because we could obviously talk about it for a lot longer because they they make so many points and and so many just try to try to connect it with what you've experienced in your own day-to-day life you might not be the person who even uses social media um and you might have a social media that you use specifically and it, you might not yeah. you might not see a, a, an issue with it you know you you might not be that person at that age that goes on social media and is impacted by negative comments you might not post at all but yeah understanding and especially if you're a parent i wanted to mention this at the end just so that you know it, it's my best advice for someone who has kids who is just growing up in this because i you know at some point we're gonna have that but it's something i don't even want to think about right now because i'm, I'm horrified for my kids having to yeah yeah, having to go through because they don't know any different you know you you give them such a hard time about not being outside and and doing the things that you did when you're like they're not paying for their own smartphone they're not paying for their own tablet so if you are a parent i just have a conversation because most kids and they mention this in the film if you ask them how how often do you think you should be on your smartphone for or how how often do you think you should be on your apps for they're probably going to give you a pretty reasonable answer, like half an hour a day. Like they don't think that it's normal to be on a smartphone for six hours a day when that's what is happening because you're just letting it happen. And it's, you know, it's, it's not their fault. It's just what they're being raised in. Um, And you have apps that can try to minimize your time, which I'd say look into that. But a lot, a lot of the time you can just say cancel and keep going. It's not like it's, there's no, nothing forcing you to not, go in and, and keep getting that refresh keeping that 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 hit of dopamine yeah 
So you, it's especially if you're you, if you have kids, I think that you have to kind of take responsibility for what they're seeing. Yeah. It's it's and it's not meant to shame or tell anybody no. they're wrong for you know having because like as a kid like you can relate it to when we were kids you know they give them toys to play with yeah, things it's like you give them a tablet it's just a different time yeah but it's just a matter of understanding when it's healthy and when it's not healthy yeah. and having those conversations get, yeah, it so it's not pretty quick judge like we're not trying to judge anybody for yeah the way they raise their kids obviously we don't even have our own kids so we can't really mm-hmm. <laughs> do that but it's a matter of just kind of hopefully and opening I, yeah, people's an eyes an outsider looking into the situation yeah. i think that a lot of the times it's you just don't think of it as bad like there's they're just on their phone there's they're just looking at a screen there's nothing that can happen you know it's it's safe it's harmless but watch the film and try to get as much to take away as much as you can you know and then like, figure out what works best for you and yeah. and your family with it that's really all it is is just trying yeah. to open up people's eyes to mm-hmm. understand where the issues are and how it's all working so they can figure out how to combat it the way that they think is mm-hmm. most healthy for their family. So yeah. um, that's really what today was for. There's obviously a ton <laughs> to talk mm-hmm. about there because we're all on it. We're all using it. Um, yeah. And then just how it affects everybody differently. And so uh, I think it, it's probably going to come up in a lot of future conversations um, yeah. with different people and different topics. And um, it's just something that we can't really get away from because I mean like for me personally that's a business mm-hmm. owner and as somebody who's trying to grow a brand and business like it's a powerful powerful yeah, tool and absolutely. it does a lot of good but there's just a matter of being aware of what's going on behind the scenes and around you to understand how to work and communicate in a healthy way mm-hmm. in this world we live in today so um I think we're going to try to wrap it up on that point. Um, but thank you so much for again, watching, um, our podcast. And, uh, we will, like I said, be posting to Apple music and Spotify, hopefully sometime this week, probably not by Sunday. Uh, we'll have it up on Facebook for sure mm. by Sunday. Um, hopefully around, um, six o'clock, uh, as well as our YouTube channel. We'll get those posts those videos posted there but uh, again we went with the name um, pursuing conversation so we're going to continue pursuing this conversation weekly and uh, hopefully get some more feedback from you guys in terms of what things you want to hear more about and discuss and um, bring some people on to talk about their their own stories and whatnot to kind of get different insight rather than just ours so uh, with that being said we will see you guys next weekend thanks <laughs>